Hey guys, welcome to, I'm pretty sure it's our third episode of my series, Living for Christ, and we're going to be diving into wisdom. I felt this past uh, two weeks that we as Christ followers need wisdom in our life regarding wisdom and it leading to discernment or wisdom in our decision making and how we as Christ followers can use wisdom to our advantage. So I made this challenge for myself in the beginning of this month and I was really, really diving into the idea of Proverbs. My dad made this a challenge. He's like, read a proverb a day, you'll learn something. And I started reading the book of Proverbs kind of when I started getting back into the word and realizing that reading the Bible should not be a chore, but it's a way for God to communicate to us through his word. And I just felt that the world around us is so chaotic and it's so, there's no wisdom. And because there's no guidance of God, there's no wisdom Therefore, the people are just running amok. And that's why um, I decided to read the book of Proverbs. But I actually wanted to know the backstory behind the book of Proverbs and why Solomon asked God for wisdom. And I'm just going to give you a little backstory before we get into uh, a couple of the chapters in Proverbs and the takeaways that God was just kind of highlighting to me. So King Solomon went into becoming king at 12 years old. And when God asked him, what do you want? Right? What basically, what do you want me to give you? Because I can give you everything. And he said, I want wisdom to rule this, this nation. God was so pleased by that because he could have literally asked for women, for money, for a house, a kingdom, or multiple kingdoms. He asked for wisdom because he knew that if he was wise, he would be a good king. So, a couple backstory on King Solomon. Um, He's one of the children of King David, and when King David was dying... One of his other sons from one of his other wives was trying to steal the kingdom from under him when he knew that the kingdom was given to Solomon. That's what God wanted from the beginning. And Solomon was the son of Bathsheba and David. So just wanted to give you a little bit of backstory because... I don't know. I feel like for me, that's important. I need to know who this character is. Where is he coming from? So when he finds out his brother uh, was trying to steal the kingdom from under him, he doesn't even kill him. He says, leave. Like, I'm basically, I'm going to be the nice guy here. I'm going to let you leave, but stay away. Right? And then he tries this guy... His other brother tries again by marrying King David's last widow, his last wife, to become king. 
And then Solomon was like, hey, I give you a chance. I was trying to be merciful. It didn't work out. And basically kills him. <laughs> I, I, I know it. But basically, he was just disobedient. He, he just would not abide by that. So King Solomon basically writes Proverbs as a way for the people it's it's kind of like a rule for us, you know, about wisdom. How we should value wisdom, what what wisdom is, and how we can apply it to our life. So, but if you read the entire book of Proverbs, I learned so much, and I think that was so important for me to read the pro- book of Proverbs in where I was starting off in my relationship with Christ again, and and really being intentional with what I'm reading and asking God. And it was just like he was talking to me through it. So we're going to be going through Proverbs 5, Proverbs 9, 10, 12, 13, and 14. But only certain parts that I highlighted on my Bible app. If you have it, definitely suggest you do get it. Just because sometimes I'm running from class to class and I feel like I need to read the Word of God. I haven't read the Word of God today. And I just pull up my Bible app and I read it. So we're going to start off with Proverbs 5, 1 and 2. He says, My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. So what... God is basically telling us here is I will be an example of the wisdom that you're going to follow by, right? I'm going to be the example. So listen to me when I tell you, you might not like it. It might not be fun, but if you listen carefully, you will then know discernment. You will now have it. And your lips will express what you've learned. You will be able to show somebody else that wisdom, right? God wants us, the whole reason how we're going to be able to enlarge his kingdom on earth is by being examples. And if we are not examples, we can't express what we've learned because then we haven't really learned it. Once you learn something, you act on it. So, for example, when you were a little kid and you were doing math problems in class, right, and they gave you multiplication tables, you learned it. So then when the teacher said, okay, what's six times six? You're like, oh, 36. So you were able to, with your lips, express what you've learned. Though now we're going to go to Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I actually had this verse on a mug that I bought two years ago and I didn't even, I bought it because I had a Bible verse, but I didn't really read it. Does that make sense? I had no idea what it really was to be fearful of God. And it's not the fear of when somebody's abusing you. It's the fear of, you know, when a parent disciplines their child, you, you're kind of fearful of that parent because you know they have authority over you. And that keeps you 
in a strict and narrow path, right? If your parent is, you know, pretty lukewarm, doesn't really care about you, you're going to think you get away with a lot of stuff. But when you have a strict parent, you know what is right, you know what is wrong, and you know what's acceptable and not acceptable. So if you have the fear of the Lord, you're already starting that pathway to wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, meaning you know that God is so mighty. He is so strong. He is such a good God. If you know that, you're like, God, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to sin against you. I, I want to be better. That's exactly what you're going to want to do. And once you do that, you're going to be leading towards wisdom. You're going to know what's worth it and what's acceptable in God's eyes. Because at the end of the day, God only wants what's best for us. And if we stop getting in this mentality of, oh, God's just judging us the entire time. God, No, God's not judging you. He's telling you, I love you so much, daughter, son. I love you so much that I want to save you from all of this. Just listen to me. Just listen to what I'm trying to tell you. That's all he's really trying to do. And, and we, as a generation, uh, Generation Z, this whole thing, as a generation of young people, because I know the people that are listening to this podcast are relatively young. As young people, we need to get out of this mentality that, oh, God just doesn't want us having fun. God just doesn't want this. No, God's trying to save you from further damage. That is going to lead the devil to be happy. Because the devil wants you to stray away. He wants you to go to that party. He wants you to sleep with that person. He wants you to, quote unquote, have fun. But at the end of the day is a five seconds of fun worth your eternity? Is it worth your joy in your future? We have to stop thinking about now. We got to start thinking about when, when Jesus comes, when we're in front of God, we got to be working towards that. Now we're going to dive into Proverbs 10:31. I know this was a little sidetracked, but I get into these deep little rants in between. I'm just, I'm going with the flow. I'm really letting God kind of talk through me. Because I want to make sure that you guys are understanding, right? That I'm not just talking and it goes through one ear and out the other. I want you guys to really understand it and kind of mold it into what our daily, rut- our daily routine is in our life, in a society, as 17 and older. So, Proverbs 10.31. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The mouth of a righteous person, and the only way we'll be able to be righteous, is with God. Once we're righteous in him, once we're righteous because we have God, God is the only one that can make us righteous. He brings wisdom. But basically meaning the perverse tongue will be cut out, meaning 
it will never deliver, right? Righteous tongue brings forth wisdom. It delivers wisdom. But a perverse tongue, it never delivers. It's void. It's empty. It's hopeless. Now we're going to go to Proverbs 12, 18 to 20. There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. So when you speak to somebody, I'm going to give an example. Don't mean to bring up my husband, but I'm just going to bring him up real quick. He basically had a coworker at work that was just mad talking trash about him. Just mad talking trash. But when it, when it was up to his face, he had like no problem, totally chill. And to me, I hate, I hate two-faced people. That was one of the things I hated. But at the end of the day, it's not the person. It's the spirit behind the person. And that's what we have to, you know, remember. But those words that he was hearing. So my husband was, was uh, listening in to this conversation. This guy was talking to another guy and just talking mad trash. And he could hear it. And for somebody who puts his pride in his, his work, like that, he puts so much effort. Like his life is his work. And although that could be a good thing, pride steps in, right? And, and pride is a sin. We should be prideful in God. Like we should be proud to be followers of Christ, not because of my job. So the one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. So those words were, were hurting him. They hurt because that person isn't wise. Wise words are not supposed to hurt you. They're supposed to make you better. When you tell somebody, you know what? God loves you. That promotes health versus God hates you. Which one do you think is going to receive? Which one is, which seed? If I told one person God hates you and I told another person God loves you, which seed is going to grow? The person that I said God loves you. Because the tongue of the wise promotes health. Truth promotes health. It promotes growth, whether you like it or not. If somebody's lying to you, you're just going to live in lies and you're never going to grow from it. But if you, you live in truth, you grow in truth. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. But it, it, it can be so difficult. It can be so difficult sometimes. And trust me, I know, especially when you're driving on 95 and you're dealing with crappy drivers and you're just like oh my lord please help me like how am I not gonna flick a finger or scream at this person or honk my horn and you just have to breathe because that's not promoting health not for you and not for the other person now we're gonna go to 19 the truthful lip shall be established forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment and, and God's saying the truth lasts, right? It, it, it lasts forever because it's the truth. But lies 
are gone. They vanish in a moment like fog. It's there and then it's gone. Des- 20. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. So let's read that again. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. So I'm just going to bring up the coworker again. What do you think? Because the devil was orchestrating this man to have my husband return in anger towards him. Because the devil loves conflict. He loves, he feeds off of it. But if you show kindness to that person, and I told him, you showed kindness to him. What do you think? He's going to wonder why. Because he knows that you heard all the stuff he was saying to his coworker. But you responded in love. And you responded with kindness. He's going to be like, what is up with this dude? He is, he's being nice to me after I just talked so much garbage about him. He's going to get wondering, and that's what we need to be. We need to be examples. Yes, does it hurt? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. But it, God didn't make it to be easy or else everybody would do it. He made it hard so that us as Christians pick up that cross and we follow. You don't think Jesus struggled? When he was carrying that cross and taking all those beatings for us, you don't think, and and here's the thing, this man was perfect. He did nothing wrong. And he said, I love you. And this goes for us. He took all of our sin, even from 2021 to when he died. He knew of the sins we were going to, he was, we were going to make and he took it anyways, not even knowing us. It's not like we were there with Jesus and we saw him. But he still, he was like, you know what? I love you. I'll take everything. I'll take everything away from you. I want to give you a chance. And that's how merciful God is. Because he could have said, huh, you done, you, you screwed me over once. You screwed me over twice. No, we screwed him over so many times. And he is still merciful To give us this one path to take. He said, it's going to be hard. He said, it's going to be hard, but I promise you. The fruits of your labor will come into fruition. There's going to be good that comes out of this. So the people, the seat is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. Once he, once he, he talked to his coworker and he said, Hey, I hope you have a great day. I said, next time he does this, you, you pray for that man. You say, Hey, can I pray for you? And you show him love because guess what? He has peace in his heart that God has control. Therefore he has joy and he can minister to that man to then want that peace and joy. Because the devil wants, he wants, he wants, he wants division. He wants you to get angry. He wants you to do all those things. And yes, we live in a fallen world and you will get angry. But it's how 
you, what you do after you get angry, that makes the entire atmosphere change. It makes all the difference. The devil wanted him, wanted my husband to get upset, lash out at him, and then give this man the benefit of, oh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, you know who I told you about so-and-so? Yeah, he's terrible. Look how he, he acted towards me. Huh, out of nowhere. No, you show, you show them love. You show them so much love that it kills the demon inside of them. Now we're going to go to Proverbs thirteen fourteen. The instruction of the wise is like a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it will avoid the snares of death. So when, when we look at somebody who's old, we think wisdom, right? Because of all the gray hairs, they've lived experiences, they've seen things. And that is true. But if we don't listen, so I'm going to give an example. If you don't listen to your parents, yes, they might not be perfect. Yes, they, they might not be the best examples, but... They have reasons for why they say yes and no to things. Or your grandparents. Or your great-grandparents. Or your great-uncles. And I could go on and on and on. Or a mentor. If they give you wise counsel. And you decide to not listen to it. Because you think, oh, well, it's not cool. It's not fun. I'm not going to listen to this person. Uh, they don't understand. That, this is the exact excuse that, goes through my, that went through my head. Because I did not want to listen to people. When I was a part of this whole culture movement, all Zodiac, all this, all that garbage. Because here's the thing. I knew the truth. But I said, they don't understand. You know, I'm 17, 18 years old. I should be partying. I should be doing everything this society tells me to do. Which, what do you think this society, it, it, it was made from? The devil. The devil orchestrated everything because guess what? He wants to make it appealing. Don't you think if we live in a fallen world and we're surrounded by sin, that sin is going to look nice? Oh yeah. It's going to look real nice. But is it going to give you eternity in heaven. Is it worth it? Seriously, you have to think about it. Is it worth it? Because there are times that it just does not seem worth it. And there's times that you're like, well, you know, it's my friend's birthday. And, you know, I don't want to shove God down their throat. You know, I should go to the club. I won't drink, though. Or if I do drink, I just won't get drunk. Or, oh, I won't dance. Or I will dance to just certain songs. No. Those who accept it avoid the snares of death. Being in deceit will lead you to death. Because the devil is the god of deceit. He lives on lies. He loves lies. He loves putting it out even in the church. Even in the church. Don't think just because you go to church on Sunday and that pastor, it, it, is, it, it doesn't happen. The devil is in the church. That's why so many of us are sleeping. We don't want to hear wisdom. We want to hear what our heart wants. 
And the de- and God says the heart can be deceiving. The devil uses your heart. He uses your emotions. Why do you think people sleep with people? Oh, but I love him. But but that's how I feel. He's not gonna leave me. No no it's it, it it's only one time. God will forgive me tomorrow. What if you don't live till tomorrow, honey? What if you die in your sleep? You didn't ask God for forgiveness. You can't. It, it, it does not work like that. It does not. That is not. That's not wise. So once you get the instruction of wisdom by somebody, God is the best example using Proverbs. If you actually apply Proverbs in your life, you'll avoid the snares of death. Because you'll be able to see through the lies. You'll be able to give the truth to people. And that's what's going to save them is the truth. Not you. Not your evangelistic brother. Not your pastor. It's God and it's the words that come out of your mouth through God. God talks through you. Let let his words in, in his word speak life and encouragement to you. We have two more Proverbs, I promise. Um, Proverbs 13, 16. Wise people think before they act. Fools don't. And they even brag about their foolishness. And this is so true in our generation. Gosh, it's so true. Wise people think before they act. If, If you thought... About maybe not flicking your finger to that one person while you're driving. Maybe you could have avoided the accident. Right? The road rage. When I used to be part of that whole party lifestyle and I was so lukewarm, it wasn't even funny. I was more cold <laughs> than I was lukewarm. I, I was cold. I was cold. Um, wise people think before they act. My, my parents always told me that. Think. Think before you act. Don't just do it out of emotion. Do you know how many mistakes I made just because, oh, it feels good. Or I really, I, I really want this Nick hit. Like, I really do. And I would just act on it. I wouldn't even think. And then I would brag about it and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I slept with that person. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. You know, it's. It could have saved me from so much heartache because then the devil wants to hold over you. You're not worthy enough of anything good because you've sinned against God so many times. That, that's why he's dragging you down this hole because he wants to hold that over your head and then that's going to keep you away from God. That, that's sad to say it, but I felt that way. I said, well, if I'm already going to die, might as well have fun before I do. You know, and and that's not, that's no way to live. And in spite of all the garbage that, all the things that I did against God, knowing the truth, knowing better, but still doing it anyways. And and I kind of think myself as the prodigal son, whether, you know, I was a good actor. I had a good front in front of my parents, you know, because I could talk the talk, but I just couldn't live it. And it's difficult. It's not fun. I'm, I'm 20 years old. I don't go to no parties anymore. I don't go clubbing anymore. But don't you think I, I go to a, a, a liberal campus. Everybody's clubbing. Everybody's wasted. 
Nobody's at the gym on Friday morning because everybody got so hungover from the night before. But I know I'm worthy of God. I know I'm worthy of Him. I know I'm worthy of all the good things. And it's only because He's changed me and made me new. I'm no longer the person I was a year ago. Two years ago, actually. And He's given me an amazing husband who is a godly man. He's given me an amazing family. He's given me health. He's given me an, a, a body that works. He's given me so much when he could have been like, oh, you, I could rain hellfire on you. He could have done that. And yes, I, I use that like literal because he, he, he could definitely do that. He did it to Sodom and Gomorrah. I was, I, I felt, I, I, seriously, I was like Sodom and Gomorrah in the flesh. And a lot of Christians that are lukewarm and cold are doing that. And we can't. We can't be like that. Because then when we say, oh, we're Christian, people are going to be like, oh, this is what a Christian does? Okay. No. We have to be examples exactly of who Jesus is. Jesus wasn't doing none of this stuff. The disciples weren't. They left their lives behind and they followed God, whether that meant they had no friends or they had 500,000 friends. You have, to, you have to find your identity in God or else you're going to be searching forever and you will never find who you are. You will always be in a confusion of, oh, I don't know who I am. I still have time to figure it out. No, you're never going to figure it out, honey, because you're going to be looking forever. Because the only way you're going to be able to identify who you are is in Christ. Because he'll make you a new person. And therefore, all the good that comes out of your life is God saying, I love you, daughter. You're worthy of this because you're a new creation through me. And son. It goes for son too. Sorry. Um, and the last one we're going to do is Proverbs 14.1. A wise woman built her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. So this is for the women out there. And, and men, don't think you're excluded. But women, a wise woman builds her home. That means encouragement to your husband, encouragement to your brothers and sisters, encouragement to your parents, encouragement. You know, if we're building up our brothers and sisters in Christ, when the devil comes and the storm hits, you're going to be able to be like, God is not, has not left you. I have not left you. We're here. We're praying for you. Once you have that perseverance... Once you know that, it, it becomes clear to you. So as a woman, that means praying for our family that's not saved. That means praying for our professors that are liberal and blinded and are, and are just speaking. Like, I don't want it to be political or anything, right? But there are so many professors that just speak anti-God rhetoric in class. And that the Christian church is oppressing people. That's what they say. And, and it's because they never had somebody building them up. And, and being and acting on the fruits of the Spirit. That, that they 
their work, like the labor that they've put into it. They're like, they probably dealt with somebody who was like the fig tree that looked Christian from afar, but when you got up close, had no fruit. If you're showing the fruits of the spirit, if you're, if you actually have it and people could see it and could witness to it, they would get so much closer to God. They'll be like, I want what she has. What do I got to do? But a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. So this could be, whether it be cheating, adultery, that's a huge one. Because a wise woman could build up her house. She picks up the perfect husband that God picked out for her and she, and she prays for him and she sets a foundation for her children, her future children. But a foolish woman tears it down for her with her own hands. That means it could be infidelity. That was something that I had in my family. Uh, thankfully, God delivered my family and me from that and my husband's family. But it, it's one, you know, the devil loves destruction, right? When the family is broken, he can, he can deceive his, the children because those are the next generation. And what those children, they're going to teach their children and on and on and on and on. And the generation goes and goes. So women, doesn't matter if you're married, if you're not married, Husbands or men, you better do this too. So don't think that this doesn't apply to you. You pray for your family. You pray. I mean, pray for them. That means not just saying, oh, thank you, God, for this person. No, you pray, God, deliver them from this and this and this. Set them free from this and this. Open their eyes, Father God. Show them who you are. You, if you have authority when you pray and you pray and you know that it's going to happen, you don't think, oh, well, it could happen. It could not. I'm just going to pray for the sake of praying. No, that is an empty prayer. You need to pray that, it's, that there is meat on that bone. If the bone is just a bone, it, it's... It's, you throw it away. But if there's meat on the bone, you eat it. You, you, you keep it, right? So make sure that your words have depth. That your words have authority that God has given you. And that is basically it for what I had for this podcast. I just wanted to talk about wisdom and what that means, right? And what the Bible tells us. And if you do want more wisdom... Read the entire book of Proverbs. Read two a day. Trust me, you will learn a lot. And, and read it out loud makes it all the better. And I also want to give a shout out to Elevation Clothing. They, not that they're sponsored or anything, but if you do want to check out their clothes, so cute. It's a Christian company. They have a bunch of jewelry if you're not into clothing and you can buy like his and hers but basically I decided that if I was going to buy clothes I was going to invest in Christian companies who are advocating for the word of God and if you're in the U.S. you know that we have the freedom of speech here right our first amendment and with that I've been wearing clothing that has either 
a Bible verse on it or it says something that will minister to somebody else. So Elevation Faith, I'm pretty sure that is their clothing brand. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely suggest you check it out. I also do want to shout out Joyce, uh, Life with Joy, her podcast. Awesome. Amazing. I listen to her all the time. Definitely my sense of encouragement. I definitely suggest you listen to her. And I would just say prayer, praying, being wise. And God's commanding us to be wise counselors in a time of chaos and deceit and lies. So I'm just going to leave you off with that. I will be making a podcast sometime next week. I will say between Saturday and Sunday whether I might release it at night depending on what time I have to record it. But I just wanted to let you guys know that. Thank you again for listening. God bless you guys and I will see you guys next week. Bye guys.